I mentioned at the beginning of the week that I felt inspired to reflect on Jesus who prayed before, during, and after his passion. And so we continue with that theme today. We began on Palm Sunday reflecting on the prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane, and this prayer was a prayer of surrender in the midst of all the anxiety, fear, and darkness. He surrendered. We also prayed on Tenebrae service, the prayer of intercession. We learned about the prayer, the high priestly prayer of Jesus, where he um, offers up his prayers on behalf of everyone, first for himself, then for his priests, and then for the rest of the world. Then we learned about the prayer of anamnesis last night at the Lord's Supper. And this was the liturgical prayer, the memory, the anamnesis, where the past becomes present. And in the same way, every time we attend Mass, we enter into that memory, the anamnesis of God. And so today, I want to reflect on the prayer of Jesus on the cross. And the prayers of Jesus on the cross were prayers of mercy. The first words of Jesus on the cross were, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. The first words of Jesus on the cross was itself a prayer and a prayer of mercy where Jesus extends mercy to the very people that are causing him pain and suffering. His very first thought is to extend mercy. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Jesus exemplifies for us what it means to give mercy, even in the midst of pain and suffering. His second word, well, soon after, he says another prayer that may not even seem like a prayer at first, but many of us are familiar with it, where he shouts out, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of you may know that this was actually quoting Psalm 22. Jesus was actually praying Psalm 22 in the midst of his suffering. And we know that Psalm 22, it's a very beautiful psalm. I've talked about it before where I encourage everyone to read it on their own. But this psalm reflects really, um, it's a prophecy of the passion. And a lot of the elements of the passion appear in Psalm 22. But there is this tradition in Jewish rabbinic culture where whenever you would pray the psalm, sometimes all you had to do was say the first line of the psalm, but the whole spirit of the psalm, the entirety of the psalm was understood to be prayed in that moment. It's kind of like if we were to say, we would just shout out Hail Mary and we wouldn't finish the prayer, but our heart still shouts out the entire prayer itself. And so This was a common custom in Jewish culture, and so it makes sense that Jesus, as he shouts out the very first line of Psalm 22, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He would also be embracing the entirety of the psalm. And the way that this psalm ends is with a note of hope and trust. The last few lines of the psalm express praise in the Lord and trust in the Lord even in the hour of suffering. And so what we can see is that as Jesus seemingly is acknowledging despair, what he's actually doing is 
expressing total trust in God at his hour of death. And as just, the fa- as just as Jesus would express trust in the Father's love for him, we too have to trust that God has mercy on us, even when we sin, even when we mess up, and even whenever we're going through a difficult time of suffering. The last words of Jesus on the cross is this, what we heard in the psalm today. Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Jesus makes this total offering complete. He gives his whole life, his very spirit and his body, everything that he has, he gives to the Father. Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. And in so doing, obtains mercy for us. Our mercy is obtained by Jesus' total self-offering on the cross. And so we see all three of these prayers that Jesus prays on the cross are prayers that have to do with mercy. Father, into your, uh, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He's giving mercy. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? He's trusting in God's merciful love. And Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. He is obtaining mercy for you and me. If we want to pray as Jesus prays, we want to learn the ABCs of mercy. We want to live divine mercy as our core value here expresses. And if we are to do that, we can pray as Jesus prayed on the cross to learn a lot about how we can actually live divine mercy. So what are the ABCs of divine mercy? Ask for your mercy, that's A. B, be merciful. C, completely trust in God's mercy. A, ask for mercy. Just as Jesus exempl- uh, just as Jesus obtained mercy for us, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. He was giving himself so that we can obtain mercy, but we are the ones that need to ask. We want to ask for divine mercy all the time, especially whenever we sin, especially whenever we're suffering. B, be merciful. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Be merciful. Anytime someone hurts you or wrongs you or anytime that you see someone else suffering, we want to be agents of divine mercy. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And C, completely trust in mercy, just as Jesus was honest with his suffering, but yet chose to trust in his prayer of Psalm 22 on the cross. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Completely trust in God's mercy. Even whenever it seems like God can't forgive you, we trust that he will. We trust that he desires to do so as we turn to him and trust. If we want to pray as Jesus prayed, we want to live divine mercy and we want to pray the prayers of mercy that Jesus prayed on the cross. We can remember this with the ABCs of mercy. A, ask for mercy. B, be merciful. And C, 
completely trust in God's mercy. Amen.